They came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics. Covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man geek. Every week here on Tales from the Water. And welcome, everybody, to this week's Tales from the Water Cooler. Water Cooler, folks. Episode number 239. With us this week, we have... Infinite Speech. And the comic book clergyman. How's it, do, how's it, how's it going, my, uh, my one-legged friend? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I will say that this is a great opportunity that's been afforded because I've been able to catch up on a lot of reading a lot of anime watching a lot of tv show watching and just a lot of comic book reading as well so it's actually um it's it's been good it's been good good excellent i found myself um what was kind of now when i say anime watching i went way 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 back and binge watched the macross saga the robotech i have no idea what that is uh jeff Please, you've never no. watched Robotech at all? And I'm going to go ahead and say right now, I never will. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Well, honestly, to I don't know if you'd appreciate it now in 2016. Though I will say the storytelling and it, the, the storytelling is still magnificent. Um, came out in like, I think it was maybe 84. It was part, it was part of my after school lineup. Transformers, G.I. Joe, Robotech. The first animated anything where somebody actually died and not just one person there was several deaths throughout every episode because some of those pilots didn't make it back to the sdf1 uh, right yeah just storytelling on the ground it's it's great jeff uh i don't know i may try getting you to at least watch a few episodes just a few just a few yeah just a few but um i was also catching up on some stuff that's on um netflix now and uh, you like, know just like stuff full, like Fuller House seen. like you were catching oh, up on Fuller God, House. No. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> Though I am upset, it was renewed in two days, and I'm I'm still waiting on the Unjustice season three. Oh yeah, where does yeah, it, hey, so, where does where does Robotech uh, where does it rate with in comparison to Young Justice? Ooh, oh man, oh, I don't know if you can compare the two. Apples and oranges. Just, yeah, I mean, just because Robotech was actually able to tell this grand epic story over a lengthy time period. Uh-huh. Yeah, Justice, you only have, you know, two seasons, and the animation is, I mean, it's it's different. Right. Robotech, 1984, Young Justice, 2000s, you know, mm-hmm. 14. So, you know, I would just say Robotech on its own is a Robotech is like a grand story, like 
Star Wars. It's right. that space opera type feel. It's that big. It's that many characters. The ensemble cast, the stakes are real high. Mm-hmm. Young Justice, you have a huge cast. Stakes are high, but, you know, two two little seasons. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't really have anything much to report on my end of, of, of things. I... Uh, I was thinking about maybe going to see Deadpool, but still haven't. I want uh, to. Yeah. I want to. I just ha- I just haven't gotten my act together. Um, um, but that's yeah. That's really about it. Um, well, I mean, just on the same thread of like Marvel movies, have you uh, have you seen like? Well, the past two days have been a slew of posters released. Oh yeah, I saw the I saw the Civil War posters. Those were those were nice. I saw the the Daredevil uh, little shot with with everybody in their suits, which I thought was cool. So yeah. Did you see the X Men Apocalypse one? Uh, I think I saw something about it, but I don't think I actually saw it. Let me swing over to ComicAttack.net because I think all of them are there. I will say this is a now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay about the X-Men movies, and I could be wrong. However, this poster here is probably the most colorful in terms of costumes. Hmm. Because as far back as I can remember with the X-Men franchise, everybody just looks like an updated man. Uh-huh. You all have black leather. We're cool. That's how we do our stunts. It's got maybe a hint of yellow every now and again. And they're usually really dark and just morbid. Seeing this poster here, I mean, Magneto's got like bright red. Yeah. You know, Psylocke has her skimpy purplish outfit, Storm, you know, black, silver. And Archangel has like, like, a, like a high silvery content on it. And then you got Apocalypse, who's blue, and he's just massive in the so, background of this poster, and it looks great. Yeah. Looks yeah, that, that's, that's a nice that's a nice looking poster. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just him and the four horsemen. This is probably one I would actually get. The Daredevil one, I saw some complaints about Electra's costume, but I'm just pretty much thinking she looks like guy. she looks like silk. Yeah. <laughs> well, she looks like a real ninja. I mean, right. I haven't seen any women complaining. It's just right. guys online who I think want a lot of TNA in their Electra costume. They were like, well, Jennifer Garner did it. Yeah, but that movie sucked. Yeah, I'm it, sorry. It did. It did. I mean, if the trade-off here is I get a more functional ninja costume and a more capable actress playing the role, I'm all for it. Right. I'm I'm really all for it. You know, she she looks like this is like full tactical ninja gear. She's gonna be kicking a lot of butt with Daredevil, and then you get the Punisher's outfit, you know, we finally get to see the bal- the ballistic chest, you know, suit with the skull on it, and it looks cool. Yeah. You know, it's simplistic. My man has a trench coat and a skull, so... Yeah, it's good, it's good. It looks good. March 18th cannot get here fast enough. Oh, I know. Seriously, only 10 more days. Um, okay. I, I did I did like that they um, Bo, uh, that they gave Bozeman his own poster without the Black Panther mask on. Yes, I like that, and and the same with um, uh, Don Cheadle. Like it's, yeah, it's, every, actually, it's everybody's actually, face. It's not it's not masks. Yeah. You know, I like that. I think Cat is the only one wearing Cat, his yeah, mask. Yeah, he right? is. Which I thought that was that was odd. You know, compared to 
you know, I just thought that was interesting. So. Yeah, because I actually assumed it was going to be, you know, War Machine helmet, Black Panther, full mask and everything. Now, I have a little theory about Captain America 3. And this is just this is just, just me just okay. thinking out loud and everything earlier. All right. Since Panther in the comics joined the Avengers just to infiltrate them, I'm pretty something in me is just saying he's on Tony's side just to spy and then he'll switch. Wait, who? Uh, Black Black Panther. Black Panther. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, or he'll just, you know, leave them all out to dry. But I also think Vision and Scarlet Witch are the two wild cards here. Well, and notice here's something interesting about 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 um Black Panther's eyes. Look where he's looking. We're look where everybody else is looking. Everyone else is looking like up. He's looking down. Okay. Does that mean anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think. I don't think probably, so. Probably not. But I don't. I don't think so. Well, like I, I was still shocked that Hawkeye and Black Widow are on opposing sides now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested to see. I'm just really interested to see where the story goes, and um, and uh, and they say that uh, I guess it came out today that that the, the, this movie is going to be the longest of all the uh, Marvel movies thus far. Oh my god! Oh, thus far because I was uh, oh yeah. So wasn't. Let me see. Wasn't Cap two like two and a half? Yeah, I'm thinking this one's going to be pretty epic. So, um, so yeah. Um, ah, yeah. That's what another month away. May, month and a half, two months. We got Batman versus Superman coming up soon, and then Cap. Yes, I'm probably not going to see Batman versus Superman at all. I mean, not until it comes out on DVD or something. I mean, I'm just, I don't, I just don't. Or Ben Affleck just brings you a copy. To us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'll I'll wait and see if everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. You got to go see it. Then then I might. But if you know, I, there's a there's a big part of me that thinks this is just going to flop. I mean, which is a shame. I don't think it'll. Flop. I really don't. I don't. I don't think this movie can flop. Well, hold on. Are you well, saying I think financially? It will, no, no, no. Like, I, I don't think. Yeah, financially, I think it'll be fine. But I think um, I think it will. I mean, I don't think it'll be as bad as Fantastic Four, but I think it will be in the same realm as Man of Steel. That's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting is Man of Steel level. See, what's sad is that I'm one of the like fifteen, twenty people that actually like Man of Steel. Oh, see, no, not me. I mean, I know it has its faults and the plot holes and the whole, you know, the Superman's Jesus, you know, and there, yeah. you know, that was that was a little bit too like on the nose there, but. A lot of people's complaints was the destruction and Superman actually killing Zod, but in the back in the back of my mind, I knew that was going to be a setup. Right. And the fact that that setup is leading into Batman versus Superman, it makes perfect sense, hmm. you know. But you know, I do understand some of the complaints for the movie. But like I said, I mean, for I, I actually did like Man of Steel. Oh. I actually did like it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Well, hey, speaking of movies, what did you think of the new Ghostbusters trailer? It didn't. 
it didn't excite me. Really? See, I no, thought it was great. I, I I didn't get excited until I saw Slimer. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really I funny, mean, and I thought and that was awesome. Well, here's so my, you, I, yeah, I liked it. Is it, it? It seems to be that it is a uh, that, that from the from the trailer that it is not really a reboot in the sense of they're just like it happens in the continuity of the old movies, right? I thought it was a, a reboot. Well, I mean, it says it says in in the in the trailer, you know, thirty years ago, da 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 da. And yeah. so I was kind of thinking, oh, okay, like this is... Yeah, but I mean, that scene in the library with the ghost, just like the library and the ghost in, you know, Ghostbusters 1. True, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, um, my, my, my problem with it is I would probably feel better if it was just how you described it in the continuity of the first two films, maybe a third one, or maybe just, you know, a reboot, but not just a total, Hey, this is yeah the new Ghostbusters. Cause I mean, I don't have a problem. Like some of the little fanboys whining, Oh, it's all girls. They're from all Saturday night live. I'm like, really? You didn't know that Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> are like Saturday SNL, you know, gods. I'm like, come on now. Right. Um, you know, it's just, I wasn't excited, and I'm not saying I'm not going to see it. It's just I probably like you're gonna, gonna wait for Batman versus yeah. Superman. This is a movie I'm gonna wait for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I was just like, uh, like I said, I saw I saw Slimer, got it, got happy. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yep. So, um, what else? Any other news? All right. Now, as far as comics go. We have a first ever crossover event happening between Boom Studios and DC Comics. Interesting. And it is Lumberjanes and Gotham Academy. Okay. So tell me, I don't know anything about either of those books. So tell me why that would make sense. Well, well, what was sad is that um, I think it was announced that Gotham Academy was on, was one of the books to get the ax a while back. Um, yeah. But it makes sense in the fact that you have two titles that were very popular with young readers, and it hits that target audience right there. Number James is like one of the most popular books from Boom, mm-hmm. and Gotham Academy has like one of those really diehard cult followings. And um, this um, this crossover is going to be a six issue uh, miniseries um, written by China Cluxton Flores, and the artist is. Valero O'Connell, who does draw Lumberjanes. Um, okay. So so far, you know, there's there there's not a lot, you know, about the plot and everything being released. I'm I'm sure that'll come later. But um, you know, this, this is the, between the two. Hopefully, it'll be fun. It'll be good. So I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. It was um I'm I wasn't a bit a real big fan of um Gotham Academy, but from what the few issues of Lumberjanes that I have read, it's a it's Mm-hmm. And I have I've I've liked every single one and I like the creative team behind Lumber James. So I'm I'm all for it. I cannot believe you've never heard of Lumber James. No, no, I've heard of it. I just don't know anything oh. about like what it what it's about. I mean I never read I've never read it, so Oh uh, I um it's 
Okay. Very, very cute fun. And like I say, it's 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 got it's got more personality than a lot of the books coming out right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, later on, um, Solo is getting his own solo series. Ah, no pun intended. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I was kind of wondering. I was kind of wondering why that hadn't already happened. So. Yeah, I actually was kind of miffed that Chewbacca got one at first, and then I was like, ah. Right. Like of all the characters Marvel could give us a, a solo series to, we get Chewbacca. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, the Han Solo series is coming out in June, written by Marjorie Liu, and Mark Brooks is going to be doing the the art, interior mm-hmm. art. Cover um, is by Lee Bermetto, um, and which is awesome because the guy does great covers and interior. But you know, you got Mark Brooks and Marjorie Liu. Doing the series, so um, I'm kind of glad it's limited because I don't think I, I could just take an ongoing Han Solo. Yeah, but uh, apparently this takes place after he's joined with the rebels. He's on an undercover mission, and oh, you know, okay. yeah, so it's not going to be a prequel. No, no, no. Interesting. You know that may come later on when the prequel movie when right. we get closer to that stuff. Right, right, right. So yeah, for those who didn't know. The Han Solo prequel movie is probably going to happen. Yes. Yes. For better or for worse. Well, um, in comic news, I mean, can we, and this kind of happened a while, a, a, few, a couple weeks ago, but we were either sick or something. So, um, so we didn't really get to talk about it. But uh, DC Comics has uh, announced their next big effort to be relevant again. Um, and it is called Re- DC Rebirth, and uh, Jeff Johns put out a video that kind of explains, you know, he had a lot of great success in uh, uh, with Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth, and now he is overseeing the entire overhaul of the DC Universe again after the New 52 stuff, and so, um, uh, you know, I, I so... Uh, I'll tell you first of all, kind of. So, so they're doing the, some some rebirth specials, um, and I'm, and it's interesting because they haven't quite said like, is this a full reboot? I mean, what is this going back to pre fifty two? You know, it doesn't really. They haven't really been specific about that, but um, but but the essence is that they're taking the things that make the DC universe great and really playing those things up. You know, I. I don't know. I don't. I mean, to me, it sounds like New Fifty Two again. But um, but these are the these are the titles that have been announced so far: Aquaman, Batman, The Flash, uh, and these are all getting new uh, number ones: Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, and then Action Comics and Detective Comics are going back to their original numbering. So Action Comics will wow. be on will be on nine fifty seven, and you know the whole reason they're doing that is so that because they're close to. A thousand, um, and right. de- detective will be nine thirty four, um, and then in um, July you'll get uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Justice League, Nightwing, Batgirl, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, the Hellblazer, um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, the the Superman. That one kind of intrigues me, uh, and Titans. And then in the fall, uh, you get, 
let's see, what else? Uh, Cyborg, Deathstroke, Harley Quinn, Justice League, America, Suicide Squad, Batman Beyond, Blue Beetle, Earth 2, Gotham Academy, Next Semester, Supergirl, Superwoman, Super Sons, and uh, Teen Titans, and Trinity. So, um, so it looks to me like that they're really focusing their titles a little bit more. They're really focusing on these main DC, you know, characters, like the ones that like, there's not a lot of extraneous, you know, like random titles here. Like they're, they're really, it looks like they're really focusing on the main ones that, that really the ones that are the more commercial, commercially marketable. Um, and, uh, And, um, but in the video, Jeff Johns, I mean, he kind of says the premise is like the opening line of, of the first book that's going to kick this off, which is called DC Rebirth, number one, um, is, uh, he says something like, you know, I, I love this universe, but something is missing. And, you know, so it's, it's, there's a little bit of it, of some meta stuff going on there, you know, like, um, but to me, you know, this is, this is the, this is DC finally saying, you know what, we screwed up. We shouldn't have done the, the new 52. <laughs> um, and they're just finally admitting it and, and getting that out there. And, and, you know, I mean, honestly, I just, I kind of just hope that, I mean, there were a couple of good things that came out of new 52. Um, yeah. but I, I, I hope I mean, as much as I don't really like DC Comics all that much, I kind of hope that this is a, 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 a good fresh start for them um, because I would love to see DC and Marvel successful again. You know, I would love for there to be real competition between those, those two companies. So, so we'll see. What, do, just, you, what do you think? It's just... No, I'm I'm just real skeptical because right now the only thing that I'm totally excited for that DC is is putting out is the Dark Side War through the um through Justice League mm-hmm. art and story Dark Side War hands down is the best thing happening in DC right now. Mm-hmm. That whole event that was going on, what was it? Resurgence, recurrence, um, Valium put you to sleep. It was oh it was, yeah right. Oh my God! It was it was boring, and the spinoffs were not fun. And as soon as that ended, Dark Side War started. I'm like, they could have left that alone and just kicked this in with Dark Side War. Period. Right. So I mean, you know, hopefully, like you you said, this is a return to more solid stories, more fun storytelling for everyone. Because New Fifty Two, for all its bumps along the way, it did have its good moments, but nothing stayed consistent and it really seemed like DC's forced hand at being, you know, diverse. And I just did air quotes again, like people can see me. But um, <laughs> you know, and all and it kind of shows you New 52 kind of shows you if you're not being genuine about the diversity in your titles and your universe, how quickly the fans will see it and the books will drop. Yeah. Because I mean, let me let me see. Voodoo was canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and Voodoo was actually one of their better, you know, titles. 
Static Shock got canceled after eight issues because of all the drama behind the scenes and they couldn't get shit right and it was just horrible. I mean, I nobody could follow the story and I was a longtime Static reader and I'm like, what the hell is going is going on here? Um, Batwing. I mean, right. we're not even yeah. getting to the promotion of the Batman of Africa. Thank you, DC. He's the Batman of one freaking continent. Really? <laughs> really? I'm like, you do. I'm like, did anybody take geography? You do know there are countries in Africa. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's, it's, it's just, it didn't seem genuine. And the fans called him out on it. And to see all of those titles one by one fall. Yeah. And, and well, there's more. not there's not a lot of doesn't look like there's a lot of diversity in this this lineup either. I mean, Cyborg is the only person of color that that rings a bell to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's some you know, there's some you, there's some women listed off. Sounded like um, and they have Cyborg is the one black guy. They have a few women, and then we're back to Superman, Justice League, Batman, family, and all that again. Yep. You know, and of, and of course, they're not going to show all of their cards now. So, you know, I'll give, I'll give them that. Well, and, that and, 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 you know, the other thing, too, is I, I am interested to see who the creative teams are on these are, um, because that will make a difference. I mean, if, if you get I mean, maybe if you get some um, some diversity in creators, then maybe there will be some, um, you know, something that will work out there. You, you know what that would actually impress me more if behind well, the scenes, well, yeah, absolutely right. More writers and artists of color, more more women pumping out these stories because I'm I'm sorry, it's just happening more so on the independent side of mm-hmm. comics than the big two, right? Because when you have independents um, have you know women and men of color of various ethnic backgrounds, sexual orientations that are editors, that are writers, that are um, um, artists, and not just for like one or two issues, they're doing the whole series. Right. You know, that's more telling than DC or Marvel. Ooh, have so-and-so, you know, the hot, you know, woman of the month writing this one story arc here, and then it'll go to, you know, Joe Schmo. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, you know, DC wants to impress me consistently get my dollars beyond the dark side war because I've already told myself once the dark side war is over, I'm That's done. It, right, right. Yeah, because that man, I mean, I I I'm I'm going to get the 50th issue cuz yeah. I'm through to the end, but that the the whole Jim Gordon thing just let all the air out the Batman balloon for me. Absolutely. He well, um, speak, speaking of of their of money, um, the other thing that's interesting about this is that they are uh, every every DC book is going to be um, at, is going to be lowered to two ninety nine, and they're going to be shipping twice monthly, or or maybe not all of them, but many of them are going to be shipping twice monthly. So, um, which I mean, so I mean. Another way to look at that is that you know you lower the price of each individual issue, but you're doubling the you know the number of comics that you're printing each month. So you, so they're they're actually raising <coughs> they're actually raising prices um, in some way. You know what I mean? See, I'm not and, and from a creative standpoint with the writers and the artists. How is that going to affect creative teams? Because you know people, this is a a deadline business. You got to be you know you got to re- reach your deadlines here. 
Right. So I mean, how is that going to affect there? And like you said, yeah, you're going to drop the price, but putting out two a month now. So duh, I'm still paying. You know, oh man. Well, like I said, I mean, I don't understand that. You know, maybe it's a wise business move. I'm not that savvy on the business end of comics. I just mm-hmm. know what I like and what I'm going to be willing to pay for. Right. You know, because I think even when I think Marvel did that with Spider-Man back when I was like seriously back on the um, Spider-Man tip and I would wait. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not doing two or three Spider-Man books a month now, but we'll see how the, the rebirth goes. You know, we'll, we'll keep our nose to the grindstone. It just it just better be good because they can't afford another failed universe. Universal. Yeah, they really can't. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it for the news. Unless you got anything else? Nope. Nope. We okay. are done. It's time all to right. get some picks. There. Well, let's dive into this week's picks. All right. Up first is your pick. What'd you pick? I picked A Force number three. Ass Force number three. <laughs> Come on, man. I just I'm always it's the like, It's the worst. It's the worst name. Okay. Um, you really hate the title, don't you? Well, I love the book. I just the title's horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You hate the title. As, as antimatter grows increasingly dangerous, She Hulk, Captain Marvel, Medusa, Dazzler, and Nico Minoru must put aside their differences and learn to become a real team. The team's singularity knows that they can be before it's too late. When a desperate battle in space with anima- antimatter goes awry, it may be the death of one of them, just as this new team is beginning to find its way. M- meanwhile, Tempest Bell's analysis of antimatter may not bode well for the future of a force. Future of a force. <laughs> Written yes. by... Written by, uh, this isn't right. Um, let me it's, let me actually look at the page. Uh, written by Kelly Thompson and G Willow Wilson, and art by Jorge Molina. What did the solicit say? It just said G Willow Wilson, and I knew that wasn't right. So, I mean, I knew she uh-huh. contributed, but we wanted to give a That's shout true. out to Kelly Thompson. I mean, hey, part of the creative team, you should be in the solicit. Right. <laughs> In turn, Bobby, do your job. There you go. All right, A Force number three. Um, so if you've been listening to the show the past few ep- episodes, you know I gush over this series now. Um, I liked it during Secret Wars, and I love it now, and I like how it's pretty much been a fast-paced title here. So, I mean, even in this issue, you have Antimatter, who's back again. Um they try to trap him a la what was funny. It looked like one of the little, you know, ghost traps from Ghostbusters. That's what I thought of. But the guy just oh, yeah. keeps on coming and like he overpowered this one. So you got the team coming together and they're not, you know, they've the, the way that Thompson and um, um, Wilson have brought the team together. They didn't know they were being brought together as a team by singularity. But um, she is just, so damn adorable. She's like the little sister that you just have to look out for here. And um, antimatter is coming to kill her. So she actually whips out another power that she didn't, that the team didn't know that she has and transports everyone inside of her 
and as they're still continuing to run from antimatter. So, um, you know, at this point, they're trying to figure out what to do. And this is where you get some really good team dynamics going on because you got Medusa, who's royalty, who's used to not taking any crap from anybody. Like once she says it, people do it. And you have Dazzler, who is pretty much hard as nails. I mean, she's she's been through some shit. So right now you have her and Medusa going at it and you have She-Hulk trying to get a hold on everything. And from what from from the way things are like being fleshed out, I'm pretty sure She-Hulk is going to be leader of the team again with Carol as like her her um, second. But like She-Hulk is pretty much tired of the bickering. So, you know, she lets everyone have it. And then, um, you know, Tempest is contacted by Carol and they're trying to formulate a plan. And then we get to antimatter who just he just can't be stopped here. And so the ladies go out on, you know, yet again, another mission. Something really bad happens and She-Hulk rips off antimatter's head. Um, of course, the guy is bad. He doesn't kill him, but we need you know, to spoil this. We need to spoil this because we've got we to talk need to? about it. Yeah, because we gotta talk about it. All right, all right. Are we talking about the Dazzler thing, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So Dazzler takes one straight to the chest, and she's dead. She wah, is. Wah, she wah, is wah. dead. Yeah. I, As I, we do it now. Um, so I'm gonna let Jeff spoil the rest. However, before we even go to Jeff, Melina's artwork is superb. Issue after issue, page after page. They got, I mean, when She-Hulk gives antimatter that that left, it's just you can you can just feel it on the page. And I love how you know, the attitude, the, you know, it's just, he just captures each moment and mood here. And I love his Nico, period. So I'm going to say this. This is the creative team that needs to stick with this book, period. Yeah. Doesn't need to go back, you know, every four or five issues. This is a great team. And I want to see this book succeed. And... Like I said, Melina's artwork is fantastic, and I love the whole, you know, the space stuff here, all the de- details. So it's a great issue, Jeff. It's all yours. Yeah, I'm glad you picked this because uh, I picked the last issue, and and it was certainly on my on my uh, my backup picks. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that surprised me was uh, was the Dazzler died, like, and it was like legit. And I'm kind of going, wait a second, did did Dazzler just really die? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and who knows? Who knows what will happen next issue? I mean, I've learned, we've kind of, we've learned not to put too much uh, faith into what actually happens on panel because people die and they come back, you know, all the time. Right. But, um, but I was really surprised. Like, I, you know, I, I mean, she got hit pretty hard, but I just kind of thought, Okay, she's going to be out out of it, you know, um, and that's going to be it. And then, like, the next page, they're like, uh, you know, you know, whoop, she's, she's dead. <laughs> like, they're just like, she's dead. And it's like, what? And uh, so I, I just thought that was kind of crazy. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked because I want to see what happens. Like, will they, will they legit kill Dazzler or will they, um, you know, will they figure out a way to, to, to bring her back or whatever? Um, some people say Dazzler had to die because Marvel hates the X-Men now. 
Well, that's true. I mean, it does kind of go with that. I mean, this was the one, the one mutant on the team, and uh, and you know, um, you, you know, you can't kill any of the other ones because they're too marketable, I guess, these days. But um, um, but really? yeah, yeah, is one of the more marketable ones than Dazzler. Well, true, but um, yeah, I don't know. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. I mean, this book is, is really good and I'm really surprised. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't like the, the Secret Wars version of it. Like I read the first issue and it didn't have the same feel as this. And I don't know, I don't know what's really different about it, but, um, I just really, I think the, the dynamic of the characters is really good. I think they've pulled together a, a really compelling female cast, um, you know, this is this is. You remember um, a few years ago when when they did like the X Men book that was going to be all female X Men. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think Jorge Molina was the artist on that. Um, but there was something even about that that who and I can't remember who wrote it. Um, I want to say it was like Brian Wood or somebody like that. Um, something was missing from that. It was yeah something. The, the the voices of the characters and the the way that they interacted just didn't quite feel real and um there's something about the the way that these relationships are kind of developing and and uh and how they've been brought together and and you know because these characters they know each other but they don't really you know they don't really know each other you know and so you do have an interesting dynamic with medusa uh and then somebody like you know carol danvers and she hulk and and she hulk who's who's actually stepping up here to be the leader of this, of this group, um, which is, which I think is a great, uh, a great thing for She-Hulk to be doing. Um, you know, instead of deferring to Medusa or Carol as kind of the lead, lead figure. So, um, <clears throat> so I've really been enjoying that. Um, and, uh, and we'll just, we'll see what happens, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Molina's art is, is just, is not, has never looked this crisp and fresh looking and and just really beautiful um he knows how to he knows how to draw women um and i don't mean like uh disproportionate you know um i think he gives each i I think he gives each female form their own um their own shape and their own you know like it doesn't feel like this is just okay a cast model of you know you know, tiny waist and big hips and big boobs and big lips. And, you know, like I, f- I really feel like each of these characters have their own, um, their own look. And, um, and I think that's, I think that's what I, I mean, I'm not a woman, but that's what I've been waiting to see in, in a, in a female cast book, um, for a long time is, is something that's a little more true to form instead of the, the same old stuff that we've always, we always see. So. So yeah, we can rate it. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna give a force number three a nine. I'll give it an eight point five only because I still hate the title of the book. <laughs> um, all right, so um, moving on to my pick. Um, so it's interesting uh, before the show, before we started recording. Uh, Gid noticed that um, all of our books that we uh, that we picked were uh, were all female. Uh, you know, female heavy books, female centric books. And, um, 
and and it is international. What is it? International Women's Appreciation Day. Women, uh, Women's Appreciation Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so in international in, Women's Day, we didn't re- we didn't uh, we didn't intend for this to happen, but it just happened, and that's nice. But my pick is Black Widow number one. Um, Shields Most Wanted, the Iser award-winning team of Mark Wade and Chris Somney are taking Black Widow on the lam. Natasha has spent years gathering secrets, and when some of the darkest ones begin mysteriously going public, no one is safe. With her betrayed former Confederates at Shield on her heels, and in a lifetime of training and ingenuity at her disposal, Natasha's out for answers in a knockdown, drag-out tale of action and espionage. Hidden enemies, old friends, and unusual allies collide, and all eyes are on Black Widow. The Chase is on, written by Mark Wade and art by Chris Somney. Although the solicit says writer Chris Somney, art Chris Somney, cover artist Chris Somney, which <clears throat> is just not true. I thought him and Mark did um, both wrote. I thought it was like co-written. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what it yeah, is. I guess they can't. Again, they can't put two two writers. Davy threw that one up. Oh, you, no, you're right. And in fact, Chris Somney gets the, is, is Chris Somney and Mark Wade, our, our writer. So, okay. Um, I was not planning to, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the last, um, who's it, Nathan Edmondson and, and uh, Phil Noto, Black Widow series. I really loved that, that book. I thought that was really good. I've never really been a huge fan of Black Widow until that, until that book. So I wasn't really looking to pick this up, but then I realized that <clears throat> Wade and Somney are, are, are on it, and, and I did love their Daredevil run and thought, you know, okay, well, I'll at least, I'll, I'll try the first issue. So this issue, I think the thing I love the most about it is that I have not seen a first issue like this. I can't remember a first issue like this. <clears throat> and what I mean by that <clears throat> is that this, this issue starts with full-on action and does not stop the entire book. In fact, you don't know you don't know anything that's going on. Like you don't know there's no origin story of of <clears throat> Natasha, there's nothing. It's just um the it, the issue starts off where it's in um it's in Shield headquarters and Natasha is fighting her way out of Shield and uh there somebody over the loudspeaker is saying um you know, Natasha Romanoff is is considered an enemy of S.H.I.E.L.D., and so everybody stop her. And so she just kind of calmly uh, fights her way through the building. And, and this whole book is just one long chase scene, and it is it is fantastic. It's it's so good. And so, um, so you know, so she, she, you know, she drops a little explosive. She jumps out of the building, and there's this great, like, Let's see, how many pages is this? Like four pages of her falling. And Maria Hill sends some shield agents after her in a, in one of those little flying cars. And she's just free falling out of um out of the helicarrier. I guess they're oh yeah, they're in the helicarrier. They're not in a building. Um and she's just free falling. And the um so the the the, the shield agents are come down there and she ends up um uh, you know, because she knows everything about Shield, so she knows like where the eject button is in the in the <laughs> in the in the car. She knows, you know, she knows how to dispatch all of these agents um, uh, who are trying to catch her uh, as she's falling. 
but she ends up uh ste- you know stealing one of their jetpacks and um and taking off and and it's just it's just it, but it doesn't stop there she you know she she ends up kind of uh i guess a, a shield agent um shoots her um her jetpack and so she you know she falls a little bit of the rest of the way and then she she steals a motorcycle and so then there's a car chase i mean there you know there's a a car chase scene um they're they're shooting at her there's hardly any dialogue in this book at all it's all somni's art which is gorgeous um and then you know there's like a uh the, you know there's a fight scene at the very end where she fights this shield agent and um and basically if you find out that she has stolen something from shield and um, the the agent says to her, you know, whatever you pinch from us, widow, I hope it was worth it. And she, you know, smacks him with a rock, and then she says, "Me too." <laughs> she says, "Me too." And that's the end of the. That's the end. Like you don't know what it is she's stolen. You don't know nope. why she. I just I thought that was wonderful. I just thought this was a fantastic issue. That um, I just have not seen anything like this before in a in a Marvel number one and. Um, I think the the art told the story um, in terms of who she is. So if you if you haven't if you haven't read a Black Widow book, you don't know other than the movies who she is, then you know check this out because it's just a, it's a great jumping on point. I just I absolutely loved it. So what'd you think? I pretty much I'm on the same the same page. Um, I did expect you know a little bit of background on Natasha because it was a, a number one and usually. You know that's what they want to do, but this is this is perfect. I wish they would do this with several of the characters that we are tired of seeing origin stories on. So I mean, it was just great. I love the um, the part where in the, the beginning, page one, when um you got a guy just sitting there, looks like he's writing in his journal. Next thing you know, Natasha's got him in a wrist lock by the second panel. He doesn't even know what the hell was going on. She's just coming through the office, beating everybody's ass, and. <laughs> You know, like I said, it's just one long chase scene through the, through the helicarrier, which we find out, you know, she's on later. But as the guy said, she she turns a 40,000-foot drop into a ballet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, yeah. This was just one. This was just very cool. It was very comic-y. And so S.H.I.E.L.D. just has a plethora of vintage flying cars. You know, the Mustang here. <laughs> Like, hmm, you know, I but you know, the jet the jetpack thing, the flying car was great. You know, she kisses the guy's mask, you know, to like tease him, but it's 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 just fun. And Sammy's artwork, this is always say like in the back of my mind that you can tell that the artist has done their job if you can follow the story and there doesn't have to be a lot of dialogue. If the writer can sit back and mm-hmm. just, you know, just craft the scene. The artist can just bring it to the reader. You don't need all that dialogue on it. And this is one of those issues where, you know, Sammy just nails it. Yep. You know, so, I mean, you were right. It was a quick read. <laughs> yeah. I think, that I, was mean, another, I think that was another thing I liked about it was that it, it literally took me five minutes to, to read it. And I got it all. And it was just like, it was like, main, yep. it was just mainlining a comic book. It was fantastic. And you can tell, like, by the end by the last few pages, she's beat. She's worn out. She's like in the mud, and it's that last fight, and it's brutal and it's ugly. Like you know, she had to grab a rock. Yeah. And you would think, you know, it's the Black Widow. She's got gadgets. Nope. She just say, "Go old, go old school." I mean, she just 
clocked him as hard as possible, but we don't know what she stole, who she exactly stole it from, why she stole it. So, you know, this Mark Wade and Sammy make you want to come back and figure out what the hell is going on for yeah. the next issues. I will definitely be coming back for the next issue. And I want to know who the guy is holding her on the cover of the second issue. So who's oh, crying? Yeah. You know. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I didn't really notice that, but that's interesting. Yeah. Is it crying Freeman from the Japanese manga? Who knows? I doubt it. Who knows? You know. <laughs> so, yeah, we can go ahead and read it. All right. I'll give Black Widow number one a 9.5. I give it an eight and a half. All right. All right. Let's move on to the backup picks. Backup picks. This was a, a, a small week for me. Okay. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. So. I'm going to go ahead and say Predator, Life and Death, number one from Dark Horse. Um, Dreaming Eagles, number three. Uh, Darth Vader, number 17. And um, Spider-Man, number two. Hmm. Now, hold on. Did you read Spider-Man, number two? I did. You did. I like what Bendis did when it came to Miles there. And I did see online a lot of people were upset. But... Miles is perfect. Miles says he doesn't want the qualifier. He wants to be Spider-Man, not the black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I did and like that. I part. Yeah. The book got real meta at that part. And like I understood where Vince is going with it, which is why the title was called Spider-Man. It's not Miles Mor- Morales Spider-Man. There's no there's no qualifier here. It's just Spider-Man. Yeah. And you know, that was a great scene. And this is and this is why Genki is like one of the best buddy best friends in comics right now mm-hmm. well period ever since this this series started this this kid has been the top best friend so it was great the dialogue there but you know i did see online where a lot of people are upset about it oh please yeah but you know everybody on the internet is sensitive yeah. so yeah those are my those are my uh those are my backup picks yeah um well speaking of spider-man 2 um it it certainly, uh, it certainly was a was a was a backup pick of mine. But I, there's something still missing from this book that doesn't. Uh, you know, I did like I did like that conversation about him being Spider-Man and being the Spider-Man, and and I like that. Um, but there's something. This still just does not feel like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like what I remember. Um, and, and maybe it has to do with like I, I really hope that that Peter Parker doesn't show up very much in this book. I mean that's gonna that's another thing that's going to make sure that this feels like a Spider-Man book is is if Peter Parker keeps showing up, then it's gonna just it's I mean he is gonna feel like a second second class Spider-Man. And right. I don't, you know Peter and more Miles. Yeah. So I, and, and honestly, right now I don't like Peter Parker. Um, and I'm not I don't like this. Tony Stark version of him and his little glowing spider thing. I, I, I don't like, the, I don't like this status quo of him. So, um, but that's okay because I've got miles and, and right now miles is my Spider-Man. So, um, so let's, let's keep that going. And, and really, I, you know, I want, I, I'd like this book to not really focus on him being on the Avengers. I really want it to get back to the core of him on his solo adventures and, and, with his good, his great supporting cast, and we do get introduced to a new uh, supporting cast member, and that is his grandmother, um, which I thought was really interesting. So, 
Um, so yeah, you agree to drop that phone. Your parents have to call in backup, and it's usually the 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 grandmother who come come in and set stuff straight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Avengers standoff, assault on Pleasant Hill, Alpha number one. That is a long title. Um, I, I'm I'm hooked on this. I I did not expect to be like, oh, I'm going to read this next Avengers event. But man, I am I am full on like I'm gonna get the tie-ins. Like I want to see what happens. So, um, so you know, after we found out kind of what Pleasant Hill uh, was uh, in that in that introductory issue last week, um, so now we've got uh, Winter Soldier bringing in Captain America. Um, you know, or I'm sorry, bringing in Steve Rogers um, on on uh you know on what's really going on with Pleasant Hill and then uh and then you have Rick Jones who has been uh secretly this hacker guy who's been helping Sam Wilson Captain America um so he pulls in Sam and they all are kind of converging on what's going on with this Pleasant Hill place and um and they find out pretty quickly that it's it's starting to well it it gets overrun by the the the, the villains who are waking up out of their uh this their their little uh i don't know what you call it but their little fantasy world that they that Maria Hill has created for them uh so now now you have all these villains who are you know it, it rem- i mean it's it's just great so it's it's like these heroes are now kind of caught in the, in the prison uh of this little town with with the villains and um so i'm i'm super excited and i can't wait to see where it goes um it's i was i was almost a little disappointed that it wasn't its own little series i was kind of like uh i don't want to have to pick up all these extra little titles um Especially, um, you mean event? Yeah, well, it's really, but well, how they're doing it is like they're really doing it as tie-ins. So it's not like it's not like a crossover where it's like part one is in Captain America and part two is in Iron Man. It's not like that. It's really, it's more like something's going to happen in that in this book, and it's a tie-in, and something's going to happen in this book, and so there, there's a bunch of them, and it's going for the next month or two. So. um so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna check out the the tie-ins and just kind of see what, you know, how it how it plays out. But um, but this of course is all leading to the new Thunderbolts book that's gonna come out that Winter Soldier is, is is gonna be leading. So I'm I'm interested to see see what happens with it. But um, it was it was really good. Um, what else? That might be it. I, um, I think the rest might be. Uh, yeah, I think the rest are stay away from. I think. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really like. Go uh, ahead. Stay away from time. Yeah, stay away from. Alrighty, stay away from time. Um, so my stay away from list is pretty short since most of what I did read was good. So I figured I'd jump right back and try to enjoy Batman and Robin e- e- Eternal. I'm, I'm going to need someone, anyone who wants to like, volunteer to just come to my house and punch me in the face. <laughs> Bad mistake. Shouldn't have done it. That's my I stay away from. Wow. All right. Yeah. 
Um, oh, I did have another another backup pick. Um, the Walking Dead number okay. number one fifty two. I thought was really good. Um, I won't spoil it for you because uh, I know you're probably reading it in trades. But um, yes. So, uh, but but I thought the the action kind of picked up in this in this issue. Um, some neat things happened. So um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, stay away from uh, stay away from Darth Vader number seventeen. I'm, what? I'm done with Star. I'm done with Darth Vader. I'm. I'm. I, I, the Vader down thing was okay, uh, and the story up to this point has been good. I'm not. I don't give a crap about this other war thing. I don't. I don't understand his. I don't. I just. I don't. I'm, I don't like it. So I'm done with. I'm done with with Darth Vader. Um, it's it's officially coming coming off the list. Um, Invincible Iron Man number seven um, was one. It was super Bendis wordy, super Bendis wordy. Um, I mean, the guy needs an editor sometimes. I mean, I love Bendis. I mean, I love his stuff. I love what he does. But man, the guy can just write dialogue for days. And um, there's just this long conversation between. Tony and Mary Jane, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on forever. Like it feels Mary like. Just is like I don't know about this. I'm 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 a little tentative on it. And then on top of that, then you got the I know you're not gonna like this, but you got the Mike Diodato art, and I, I'm not I'm just not sold on that. Um, right. So I'm everybody's kinda, entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. And yours is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so. I'm on the fence right now. I'm going to stick around a little bit more um, with with Invincible Iron Man because I have enjoyed it up to this point. But um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. So um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, was that six? Was that what? Iron Man number seven. Seven. Oh, so I'm behind. Yeah, because I think the last one I read was when the club had blown up and he offered her the job. Well, and it's weird, like, it, he did offer that, but, like, he, it's he's just now giving her an interview. Like, it took, it took all this time, um, to, for, for, you know, for them to get to this point. And it's, and it's strange, and I don't quite understand, I still don't understand why Mary Jane, like, um, the, the, the whole premise is, is that, Tony's life has become unmanageable and he needs Mary Jane of all people to to be <laughs> basically schedule book. Yes, that's exactly what that's all he really hires her for is that, is that he's like I need you to just tell me what to do with my life and and, and tell me what kind of me because I'm like won't he be he can invent an AI for the suit Friday. Yes. But he can't invent a scheduler. Well, and I, don't, I guess, and there's something about that. She says something about that, like, why don't you just put a calendar in the suit or something like that? But, um, <laughs> but like, okay, he, um, he, like, I don't know. Like, and I'm also kind of wondering, like, why Mary Jane? Like, I don't know Mary Jane to be the most, like, organized. I mean, she, you know, she doesn't strike me as the most organized, scheduled person. She ran a club. Ran a club, I, I guess, but that doesn't really make you uh, like a, a high level executive assistant, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It seems strange to me, but but uh, I'm, but I'm but just a, like why is the point where he needs someone to hold to hold his hand though? So so and then and so in this issue, so something happens in like Tokyo, 
And he's, you know, Tony's like, I gotta, I gotta go. And she's like, you know, why don't you, you know, instead of doing everything yourself, why don't you delegate and find somebody who's already in Tokyo to go check it out? And so he's like, oh, okay, well, who do we know? And, and it's like, oh, Peter Parker. But see, here's the weird thing is like, Tony doesn't know, I, I don't know who knows Peter is Spider-Man. I mean, he doesn't realize, Tony doesn't realize that Mary Jane and Peter used to be a thing because of that whole, you know, Mephisto thing that happened, you know? This is now, you know, Secret Wars. Everything is, like, redone now, so we don't... I know. That's another thing, It's weird. It's weird. Uh, That that part I don't don't like. But, um, so, like, so Mary Jane's like, ooh, you know, you know, she's conflicted because... You know, she used to have a relationship with Peter Parker, and and supposedly, like Peter Parker's and the 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 Peter Parker Spider Man relationship is like what Iron Man's thing was, you know, back in the day, where you know nobody knew that Tony was Iron Man, but Iron Man was like his bodyguard. Well, like Spider Man is Peter's bodyguard now. So, anyway, it's it's weird. I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about it. So. All right, so that's it. That's this week's worth of books. So um, we want to certainly thank um, all of our great supporters out there and thank you, all of you listeners out there who keep, uh, who keep us on the air. Uh, we want to thank TMV Cafe, Underground Video Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, Comic Attack. And check out everything we do at Comic Attack. From chirps to reviews to news to manga movies, columns, um, as, as Gid mentioned earlier, um, the information about uh, the upcoming movie posters. You know, we, we, we put all kinds of great stuff out there. Um, some great reviews of some upcoming things and, and also things that have just been released. So, so do check out what, what, we, what we have to offer out there. Um, also, uh, be sure to check out one of our, our great supporters of the site, which is uh, SuperheroStuff.com, for all of their great, uh, you know, all of their fantastic uh, merchandise. Anything that you're looking for, any kind of t-shirt that you want, go to SuperheroStuff.com and check those, those things out. Um, and they are always very, very good to us. So, um, so be sure to check that out. Um, you got anything else? That is all. That is all. We can get you a good night. Okay. Well, and, and yeah. And what else? Uh, waiting on you. And you, you had something else to, to say to get off your chest there. And have a great week. <laughs> Stay thirsty, folks. Stay thirsty. I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs>